We begin this holiest of weeks in our church's calendar, celebration of our Lord's passion, death, and resurrection. Something that sort of gives you goosebumps every time you you go through it, even though it's the same every year in a sense. There's a beauty to it, that every year we commemorate uh, our Lord's journey toward our salvation. How our Lord died and rose again, uh, going through the pain, the suffering, and the agony, but ultimately reaching the empty tomb. And there's so many amazing angles you could take looking at the Passion story. So many people that call out to us in various ways Uh, One of my personal favorites is always Simon Peter. He's one of my favorite characters in the gospel story. His his foibles are really on full display in the Passion. Him telling Christ at the Last Supper, I will never deny you. He's fiercely loyal. He's fiercely idealistic. And yet, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he cannot stay awake even for an hour. He's the one who strikes the high priest's slave, cutting off his ear. He denies Jesus three times and then runs away in shame. The other character that Peter is often compared to in the passion narrative is actually Judas. As you think about it, both of them sin, both of them fall, but Judas unfortunately despairs of his situation and runs away and hangs himself. Their origin stories are so similar, their falls are so similar, yet Judas and Peter end, the results at least of their stories are so very different. Peter is very ashamed for sure and runs away from the crucifixion. Judas, out of his shame, cannot bear to live. And yet, we can look to Peter as an example for ourselves, brothers and sisters. Peter knew that he was a sinner, knew that he experienced great brokenness and had his frailty put on full display in front of Jesus, the one he loved the most. And yet, in spite of all of that, Peter still wanted to be a disciple of Jesus. And he knew that it was only through Christ that he could even have any hope of living a holy life, even if he might fall short of that ideal from time to time. He knew that in Christ his sin could be atoned and his sin could be redeemed. Judas, unfortunately, did not have that perspective. You know, we feel like Peter so often. Our sins, as we know, offend God and betray, in a sense, that relationship that has been formed, just like St. Peter. Yet that mustn't prevent us from receiving God's inexplicable, infinite, and redemptive mercy. It's one of the beauties of our Catholic faith. It gives us the right approach to dealing with our sin and dealing with our brokenness. We acknowledge the sin. We call it out. But our Lord gives us the means to be healed of that wound. In so many other faiths, they can say, I'm sorry to God as much as we want, but it's only in our Catholic faith that we can hear those words, I absolve you, and have it actually mean something. Peter helps us to see how all of us play a role in Jesus' crucifixion and passion, but also how we get to share in his redemption, forgiveness, and his atonement. So maybe this week, brothers and sisters, we can journey with Peter through our sinfulness, through the muck of our fallen nature, but also recognize that God has the power to make us whole again. So may we never despair, but press onward, knowing that Christ's passion and cross save us from our sin.